Welcome back to Letting It All Hang Out, the podcast where we bring together a community of badass people that enlighten me and enlighten me with their knowledge and make me want to get out and live life to the fullest. Today, I am chatting with Lauren Saunders. She's a business mentor who coaches ambitious, heart-driven entrepreneurs and business owners. At the age of 28, she left her career as a high school art teacher for a life of entrepreneurship. She's built two full-time businesses by implementing mindset, marketing, and manifestation strategies that actually work. Her experience and massive success has allowed her to coach business owners all over the world into full-time entrepreneurship, baby. And as an entrepreneur herself, she has quadrupled her income as a teacher and lives a life of travel, freedom, and passion. What? She's fueled by providing ambitious business owners with the tools that they actually need to manifest the success and the lives they truly desire. This conversation, ooh, let me tell you, is so damn good, and I can't wait for y'all to have some major shifts while listening. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hello. How are you? I'm good, Lauren. How are you? Good. I love that you are a fellow plant enthusiast. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. You have so many back there. I know. I do. I, I mean, I always had a lot back there, but then I got a puppy, and so like this is a room that he can't get into because he tries to eat them all. So then it just sort of like became the jungle room, which I'm fine with. <laughs> yeah. Right. I feel like everybody needs a little jungle room in their own house. That's so cool. Yeah. I that agree. bird of paradise behind you is huge. I know he's my, one of my faves <laughs> for yeah. sure. Do you take care of them? Like all yourself? You're the plant mom. Yeah. I mean, they're like, I feel like it's vibe to be honest. <laughs> like obviously like I, I obviously water them and stuff, but I feel like it's pretty low maintenance. Um, I haven't done a whole lot to keep all my plants happy. Um, yeah. Anyways, I I sometimes have people ask if I like play music for them and stuff. I'm like, (laughs) no, but apparently there's like science behind that being good for them. So I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I think I've heard that too. Anyway, well, I'm really excited to talk about alignment, manifestation, and confidence. Those are three things that we haven't really talked about yet on the show. Really excited that we get to dive into all three of those. So tell me, how are you? And tell me a little bit about what brought you to this space of teaching people how to align their business with themselves and really grow and take quantum leaps in their business and be able to live their life of their dreams. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I, especially these days in, you know, lockdown, it's really nice to connect with people and um, I'm grateful to be here in front of your audience. So my name is Lauren Saunders. I am a business mentor and um, I specifically work or predominantly work, I should say, with business owners, a lot of course creators, coaches, content creators uh, who are really into the world of mindset and manifestation and understand or are learning to understand how it is that their thoughts and their energy really dictates the results that they're getting in their business. I do talk a lot about marketing as well, but for me, marketing is very much secondary. Our energy dictates the results that we get. And if we're taking care of that, I find the right actions, you know, the actions that we take do in fact work. So I was not in this world at all. I used to be an art teacher actually. And uh, I went to school for visual arts and then for teaching. And then I moved to Australia and I taught there uh, mostly uh, special education for about two and a half years before moving home. And when I got home, I was 
looking to find a full-time teaching job, but there was just this part of me that knew like, I wanted more, like teaching is an incredible profession and I have the utmost of respect, but I wanted possibility. I wanted to truly create a life by my own design. And I just wasn't giving myself permission for that for quite a long time. I didn't think it was available to me. So I was living at my parents' place at the time, having moved home. They live about an hour north of Toronto, where I live now. And uh, I, got, I managed to get a, a couple days a week worth of teaching, which wasn't enough. So I moved to Toronto and I started a side hustle, which was just an idea that I had from a friend of mine who had a similar business, which was doing eyelash extensions from home. And I didn't have any history in running a business. I, uh, I was very entrepreneurial minded. I think I'd sold paintings and I was always someone with creative ideas like that. But I decided to do lashes because I just thought it would, I, I, I knew I could be good at it. I'm good at, you know, all things fine detail with my art background and that business, which was just meant to be, you know, something that would provide some extra income while I was working on getting a full-time job, uh, just really exploded for me. I had a full-time clientele inside of a few months and it really, it wasn't that I was, I didn't, I didn't love lashes necessarily. I loved the people that it brought me. I loved the women I got to connect with and I loved the freedom and the possibility that it made available to me. So flash forward about a year and a half, I had been doing a lot of self-development work. I'd been in some, some like courses and I had what I refer to now as my sort of like spiritual awakening, which was just a remembering. I, I, I describe it as, an, as a remembering because I think that we, our souls know, right? We, there are these certain truths that people don't need to convince us of. When we're ready for them, they just come through us. And for me, that was all of a sudden waking up to this whole world of energy and manifestation, which I'd really not been a believer in before. I was really just, I lived very much like a, you know, realistic life, if you will. But all of a sudden I just knew the truth behind it and I became obsessed with it all. And uh, so I started, I, I actually left teaching. So I was like, all right, I'm going to manifest a super abundant life for myself. <laughs> and I was working my lash business on the side of building my current online business as a coach, as I said, uh, which, you know, was, it's been three, almost three, yeah, actually three years in Jan this January uh, that I've been really working at this business. It's been two years since I've been full time in it. It has been a rocky ride for sure, but um, these days I'm doing quite well. In 2020, we just passed over the like $200,000 mark. And this year I'm looking to scale into seven figures. Um, and so, yeah, it's just been, you know, you got to really trust the unfolding of your life and act on the things that you intuitively feel called towards, because that's really all I've ever done. And it's led me here. And I just feel like I'm exactly where I'm meant to be, even though I never could have imagined it for myself five or 10 years ago. Mm, hell yeah, that's so cool. And gosh, what a journey too. Yeah. <laughs> I really think when you start out, you're like, oh, I'll envision myself here. And then it yeah. winds up somewhere completely different. And, you know, the, the main thing that you touched on, of course, is like energy, uh, really aligning yourself, manifestation, all of that. Yeah. I am also obsessed with all that. And yeah. I yeah. wasn't, or I, I guess more so when I was younger, I didn't really understand what it was or what it meant or how to apply it. And just as you, you know, you sort of thought the same thing. You're like, ah, I was more of a realist, so on and so forth. And I think that a lot of people with entrepreneurial mindsets um, or even who are just in business, they're very left-brained, like very logical, want to know steps A through Z, so on mm. and so forth. And we get stuck when we hear the word maybe manifestation or maybe our minds go to 
woo, right? For mm-hmm. me, I'm like, no, 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 listen, it's so cool. But I have a hard time articulating mm-hmm. why. So I would love for you to shed some light on manifestation and creating an abundant life and how that actually starts with our energy. Oh my gosh. Um, this is my favorite thing to talk about clearly, but uh, I mean, manifestation in case it is something that people are new to, or perhaps they've heard about it and it just seems too easy or too woo, too good to be true. Cause that was definitely me when I started, I was really like, I really resisted all the woo stuff. For me, what's actually empowered me is not the woo side of it. I've actually become spiritual through understanding the science behind manifestation and quantum physics. But really, it's as simple as, you know, the whole world is your mirror and our thoughts are a tangible, you know, measurable energy that when we think thoughts and when we feel emotions, we are broadcasting a signal and that signal is being returned back to us. And the things people say to us, the things that show up in our lives, our financial realities, our love lives, all of it is a reflection of ourselves, which a lot of people have a hard time with accepting that because it really takes you know, you really have to decide to be very responsible for your life, take full responsibility for your life. And that's not to say that you're, if you've had bad things happen to you in the past, that you are at fault for all of it. It just means that it's all being created by you, whether that's, you know, through a desire to grow and be challenged or learn things about yourself or the, just what you're really focused on. So I really struggled in the beginning of my business because uh, even though I knew about manifestation, I was so focused on where I wasn't. And I had you know, taken on some debt in order to start with coaches. And I was really focusing on that. I had so much significance around it. And I was just in a lot of fear. And that fear just kept creating more and more of what I didn't want. And it was as soon as I, I figured out how to switch into focusing on what I wanted, believing it could come, not all, you don't have to have rock solid belief. That's a big like manifestation myth. Uh, things shifted and I like really quickly quantum leapt from like a thousand dollars a month, maybe that I was doing for the first like eight months of my business into a $15,000 month with a simple shift in what it was that I was focusing on. So, you know, manifestation is just understanding that your thoughts are energy, that we live in an attraction based universe. Uh, and that you are getting what it is that you're putting out there. And so even if you have the perfect marketing strategy in the world and the best coach money can buy, it doesn't matter if you're not aligned energetically with your success, right? If you're not believing in it most of the time, if you're not embodying the version of you who already has the thing that you want. Mm, I love that. And I love that you said in the beginning too, of like the universe and our world is a mirror. It's a direct reflection yeah. of what's going on internally is what happens on the outside. And yeah, yeah that's a tough pill to swallow for anybody. <laughs> really like, oh shit, I created my own demise. And, and it's not to say, like you said, I'm, I'm so glad that you mentioned this. That doesn't mean that it's your fault. It doesn't mm. know that you, know, you deserved it. It's just what happened. Mm. And there's a lot of things that happen outside of our control, but we do also have control to control things that are outside of our life. Yeah, we, we have control over how we react to things and what we decide. I mean, I, even just this last year, I, I had, um, just some, I had a, my, my next door neighbor, um, was really struggling with depression and he jumped off his balcony right in front of me and, uh, not to get like super heavy about that, but I really was how I, I claimed my power and how I, I viewed that, right? My power was not, because I immediately was like, how the heck did I attract, you know, witnessing something like that? Um, and it, 
I, what I found was like, well, you don't know why you were meant to, like, I just believe that everything happens for a reason around things like that. Um, but what I did have control over was choosing my perspective, which was one of empowerment, one of, you know, I get to learn from this. I get to grow from this. I get to help other people who perhaps have experienced something similar. I got to give a witness statement that meant that his husband didn't have to be questioned about anything. I got, you know, like, so <laughs> a weird thing to go there, I know, but it, I will say that it's been something that I don't resist talking about. I, I really worked through whatever was there and it was just monumental for me to know that I could choose my perspective on how I, I saw that and why, like just having trust around it, right? And it's not something that brings up um, trauma in me at all anymore because I, I had power over choosing that. So, I mean, that's just an example. I, I do think there's probably, I, I sometimes dive into like the spiritual side of things, which is like, we do have, you know, soul contracts with certain people coming into, into this life and people perhaps that have experienced abuse. Like you don't, there's a good chance that you're going to help save lives of people because of what you've gone through um, as hard as it might be. So things do happen that are outside of our control. Um, what's in our control is how we deal with them, how we choose to make peace from them you know, that kind of thing. So um, most of the time though, what we're drawing to us is things that we are directly, you know, creating that we're thinking about, that we're focusing on. And then every once in a while things happen that are of a bigger plan, mm -hmm. if you will. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a wild story. Thank you for sharing that. And, and you're so right. It's, it's about how we choose to react to it. And one key word that you said that struck me was, resistance you chose not to resist and i think that mm -hmm. pops up in so many areas of our life where we are resisting and then therefore that is blocking us from the things that we want how do we yeah. one sort of figure out what we're resisting why we're resisting it and then help either dissolve it or move past it or something to be able to get to that next step where we want to be yeah so resistance is such a good topic and it's so multifaceted in terms of how resistance shows up for people but essentially Resistance is just thoughts that are contrary to the way that you desire to think and feel. So resistance when manifesting can just be a lot of doubt or imposter syndrome. That's resistance that is essentially blocking what you want from coming in. Um, but to speak more generally to resistance, it's really just a desire, like a deep need for things to be other than they are, right? Resisting what is. And so for me, it's been this continuous um, practice in all areas of my life, especially my business, to find acceptance. Because when we find acceptance for the way things are, because right this second, they can't be any different, right? I couldn't go back and not be in the place that I was. Like there was just no point to resist what had happened or what was happening. Um, and the same thing in your business, even right now, you know, it's just so easy. I'm, I'm really, I've set really big goals for 2021. I've got a new high level coach that, you know, is pretty uncomfortable for me to pay for, but in a good way. Um, and what I found what first came up for me was like the way I think things should be right. I need to be moving towards this goal and I should have this many people signed up for this and that many people in my audience. And here's how things should be going. And I got on a call with her yesterday and she's like, why are you resisting? Like, what if it's all perfectly you know, it's all leading you exactly to where you are, even when it doesn't look like that. So the first thing I would say is like, whatever you can do to not resist what is and move away from a need to try and change things, that's when things usually shift quite quickly because we get what we focus on. So the more we're resisting something, the more we're thinking about it. 
right? As opposed to just being like, well, this is my situation right now. How can I make the most of it? How can I accept it for what it is? Because it can't be any different in this second. And usually from there, that's when I find things shift really, really quickly through acceptance. And then in regards to resistance, you know, if you have a business or you have a lot of self-doubt, I think there's, it's always really good to look at what that is. What is the anxiety that's coming up here? Is this true? We have a lot of anxiety and resistance around money, around not having enough money. And the reality is, is that most of us, especially if you're listening to this, you have a roof over your head, you have internet, you're probably eating food, right? You could choose to let go of the resistance around worrying that you're not going to be able to pay your bills or whatever, right? It, it takes some practice because we have a lot of momentum behind the ways that we regularly think. For me, I had a real, like I had so much resistance around not having enough money. Even, even when I was making 20K months in my business, it was because it's like, it, we think circumstances change the way that we get to feel. It's really the other way around. We shift the way we feel and then our circumstances change. So I was still in resistance around fear of not having enough money. And I just realized like, I've, that's never happened. To me like i've never been not able to pay my rent right yeah i've gone into debt at times and things like that or had like zero dollars in my bank account at the end of the month but the this thing that i've been resisting that is causing me so much anxiety it's never happened i've always it's always worked out and that allowed me to let go of a lot of the resistance i had around like this fear of not enough money so a lot of the time just looking at it like this thing that i'm resisting is it like what's the worst case scenario here is that even going to happen and if it did what would I, what would I do? Would I be okay? The answer is almost always yes. Mm -hmm. I love that it comes back to reflection really and saying like, okay, is, is what I'm feeling right or true? Mm -hmm. And if it's not right or true, then okay, let's, let's accept the situation we're in and then move forward. I love, you know, it's funny because resistance and acceptance are like polar opposites, but they go hand in hand so well. And it takes a certain level of awareness to you know, get that feeling of resistance or fear or suffering or whatever it is and being like, whoa, what's going on? But really that's a warning sign of, you know, flashing light that's saying, hey, you should look at this. Like, what You're resisting something. Exactly. And usually what we do, and I still fall into this, is like, we don't want to look at it. We actually want to ignore it and push it down. And like what you resist persists. So looking at it is actually bringing it to light, allowing yourself to release it, essentially. It's all just like energy and we push this resistant energy down and it has to bubble up. And the longer we push it down, the you know stronger it gets. So it's actually a really powerful thing to just have a journal where you write about the things that you have anxiety around, not with any real intention to shift them or anything, you're just experiencing them. And that's a lot of the time, all that you really need to do with resistance of like, okay, why am I feeling anxiety around this thing? Why do I need this thing or this person to be different? Um, a really, really, really great book. I highly recommend for people is called loving what is by Byron Katie. And it's this process of like full blown acceptance and also visiting, you know, that resistance that you've got and moving through this process that she has that is incredibly effective for allowing us to let go of that need for things to be other than they are. Mm, I love that what you said, what you resist persists. That's so good. I need to like write that down on my bulletin board <laughs> or something, keep that up there. Uh, but what that makes me think of immediately, which is a perfect segue, is when we let go of that resistance, it's very empowering gives us a yeah. lot more confidence to move forward. And so confidence, like when we feel a lack of confidence, that's usually probably coming from a place of resistance or fear or lack of something. Yeah. So why is confidence so important 
for our business and how do we start to cultivate it? And I think in some areas, you know, we have so much confidence. Let's say for me, for example, I have so much confidence in my creative ability, but let's say when it comes to, um, you know, public speaking or something, Mm -hmm. maybe I lack a lot of confidence. So how do we identify those strengths and weaknesses in the confidence and what, let's say, bucket they belong to and cultivating more of it? I love this question. And I think as business owners, especially, but even just, I mean, any area of your life, confidence, I say is like the success secret sauce because manifestation is all about your belief. And if you're a confident person, you have more belief. It's really as simple as that, right? If I'm confident and I put an offer out there into the world, my thoughts are going to be, people want this. I believe like I'm worth it. I'm, I know that I can help people, which I had to really build that. And I will talk about that because I didn't used to feel that way. I would launch from a place of like questioning myself like crazy. And guess what? My results wouldn't come. Um, so it's, it's really, really important. And it is typical that people have a lot of confidence in one area and not in another. Uh, and so, you know, I think really identifying where we don't have that confidence is just giving ourselves power and permission to shift it. So it's a couple of things. I mean, a lot of people talk about building confidence from the place of taking action. And I definitely do believe that. I think confidence comes from the word competence and confidence comes from doing something over and over until you're better at it. Um, and I've grown a lot of confidence just by showing up, even when I really did not want to, you know, on live streams and speaking and, and that fear still comes up. I mean, I don't know if you're into clubhouse. I've been, it's this new app. I'm obsessed with it, but, uh, I still, like I've been hosting rooms and I've been getting in front of other people's audience because I see such an opportunity there, but it's still like my heart like beats, you know, I'm going to get in front of these like 200 people, 300 people. Some of them are multimillionaires that I'm going to contribute. Like it's terrifying, but I've just learned to do it. So that's one thing is like take action in line with who you want to be, because that's a really quick way of, of transforming your identity or your self image. But then the other thing about confidence is, and this is a lot of what I teach for my clients and program participants, I have a whole program on just this. Uh, The thing about confidence is it comes from within and it's really about the way in which you talk about yourself inwardly. We think that confidence comes from like, well, when I lose weight or I make more money or I have this relationship and that home. And I mean, sometimes that does work. You, you shift something outwardly and it, and it, changes inwardly, but it's usually short-lived, right? And we've all had the experience where we finally get something we were so sure was going to make us feel amazing, only to be left wondering what's still missing. And it's because we're trying to like fill these holes within ourselves with all these external circumstances, which none of them can do. So I really view now manifestation is like everything I manifest is just a bonus on top of how I already feel about myself. And the fastest way that I have experienced shifting my confidence, and I really had to do this in my business, and I teach this to everybody is I really had to start looking for and identifying all the things that made me amazing. And I, and I, you know, maybe that sounds cocky to some people, but it's like, you really want to be someone who has what I call like a, you're welcome energy about you. And it's not a cockiness. Cockiness comes from insecurity, right? You're like trying to make people think you are someone that you're not. Uh, your welcome energy is like, I know what my value is. And it has taken me so much to get to this place where I'm able to be this person for other people. And I feel like I do people a service by just putting more of myself out there in the world. So to get to that place, 
really about, I call it your acknowledgement practice. And it's as simple as writing down, or it's even better to speak it. If you have like a friend you could do this with, that's what I do. Um, Speak it in like a voice message, three things a day that you're acknowledging yourself for and really feel into those. Usually people are quite uncomfortable when they start this, but I've watched this transform people's confidence in like less than a couple of weeks where for me, it would look like when I was new and I was newer to my business and I really, even though I was making money, I was still really questioning myself. And I was, I was very inconsistent in my results because of that doubt. It would look like, you know, I'm, I'm worth people's money because, or I'm acknowledging myself for everything it's taken to get me here. I'm acknowledging myself for the type of coach I am for my clients. And the fact that this is about so much more than just money for me, I'm acknowledging myself for my compassion and really you know, doing that work and what begins to happen, I'm really big into like subconscious reprogramming. We're all just running programs, right? And we think, we think we have control over our thoughts, but we do not at all. In fact, like 98% of our 70,000 thoughts that we think in a day are subconscious, meaning we're not actually choosing them. It's just the program that we're running. So we have to change that program through repetition and I have found, so it's like, it's uncomfortable to start, you know, talking yourself up, even though it's just to yourself, because it's not the program you have running. It's not the muscles you have built. It's like trying to run a marathon when you've never even run 1K. Of course it's uncomfortable. Of course you want to quit. So, but if you, if you stick with it, I mean, the people that have in my life who have done this long-term have completely different realities than when they started because they, they started wiring in a new program that was based in enoughness really about themselves. They stopped arguing for their limitations and instead started acknowledging all the ways in which they themselves were amazing people. And we're all, we're all the best at who we are. We're all the best at being ourselves. And so really acknowledging that and coming from this place of like, I know what my value is and like really wiring that in it. And it took me a while. And that's when it's like, when I say uh, you're welcome energy, it's like, I just believe so much at this point in my ability to help people change their lives. And that was not anything that was reflected back to me. I mean, it is now all the time, but initially it had to be something that I built and reprogrammed within my own mind. Wow. I love that exercise of acknowledging three things about our individual self and doing it with a partner is such a good idea too. like keep yourself accountable and have the other person do it too. You know, it'll make each other feel better. And it'll probably, yeah, like you said, feel really uncomfortable at first because the normal program that we're running isn't used to that. It's not used to saying, giving thanks and gratitude to ourself for just being us like, cool. Yeah. There's so many things that we can be stoked about that are coming from our internal being um, and the gifts yeah. that we've been given or the skills that we have. So exactly. that's really cool. And I want to switch gears just a little bit because it brings me to this place of, you know, uh, there's certain, like, for example, you have this exercise of the three acknowledgements and for some, I think where the resistance happens is yeah, one, it might feel silly, it might feel uncomfortable, it might, you know, X, Y, Z, but also the consistency of it and making sure that we are aligning ourselves with a specific practice that Mm -hmm. works for our life, essentially. So what would you recommend to people who want to start doing these things, but let's say they've tried them before and then they drop the ball maybe three weeks later, a couple months later? We've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> um, structures are huge. Uh, setting yourself up by putting structures for accountability in place. And by the way, 
you holding yourself accountable is not anybody else's job. This idea that like, well, I'll just get a friend that makes sure makes sure I do it. It's like, why should they be invested in making sure you do it if you're not? That being said, um, you can definitely have a friend that you do this with where you're both in it for your own reasons. Um, when you, you both have your own goals that you're working towards. The reason that I've, I've done it now, like almost every single day with multiple friends, I have a couple different friends I do this practice with um, for almost two years. And it's because I have friends that get it and that are invested in it. And first we just would commit to, you know, two weeks of doing it. And then we both, we'd all feel so good at the end of that, that we kept going. So I definitely think structures for accountability, but also understanding like you, if we're not remaining, um, consistent with something, it's a self-sabotage. So looking at, you know, I know worthiness stuff comes up for people. I know it's like, like, yeah, I believe in this, but is it actually going to work for me? So addressing what's like a, accountability, self-accountability comes when you remove what's in the way of it. So for me, it's like, I don't have to get motivated in my business to not, I mean, I still procrastinate here and there, of course, but it's not hard for me to hold myself accountable because I've removed what's in the way from believing in my success. But I used to be someone who would like go shopping for hours and like do everything I could to procrastinate because I really wasn't actually believing that I was able to create what I wanted for myself. So yeah, I mean, there's a couple little things there. Hiring a coach, I think is huge. Not just because, not because again, it's not the coach's um, job to hold you accountable. I've never once expected a coach to show up for me when I wasn't showing up for myself. But when you have some money on the line, you are committed. And that, I mean, I, like I said, I went into debt when I started my business, uh, which was scary. But also I think it's the reason that I stayed in it when things were hard because I didn't have a choice. I had like really bet on myself and I needed to be able to make a lot of money to pay it off. It was never going to happen, you know, with a traditional job or going back to my old business. Um, so put some skin in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely put some skin in the game. You know, when we pay, we pay attention and yeah. we show up better like for that. ourselves. Yeah. And, oh man, that's, that's so key is to be account. Nobody else is responsible for your own accountability than yourself. And yeah. another tough pill to swallow. You're like, oh shoot, there's just me, myself and I, and yeah. I'm stuck with it. And I got to learn that self-discipline and accountability and self-discipline go hand in hand. They're like, you know, practically and brother and sister or the same person. Um, yeah. but I, I think part of the reason why we struggle with accountability and we struggle with, um, discipline one, you brought up a great point of maybe it's that resistance. Maybe it's the way that we feel like, oh, we're not worthy enough or we can't, we're not good enough. We can't do it. Uh, but I also think it comes from being taught because like a whole lot of this structure has been built around other people, right? We go to school. Yes, it's our responsibility to turn our homework in, but we sort of subconsciously blame other people. Well, the teacher didn't teach that good enough, so I couldn't really finish my homework. Or, you right. know, maybe exactly. it's in a job and you're like, well, my boss didn't tell me when to do it, so I just pushed the deadline back three days. Yeah. Things like that, and we start to put blame onto other people, and we've been conditioned to do that. How do yeah. we start to put, not blame on ourselves, but responsibility and accountability. I think it's really important. And this is not by any means something I have mastered. <laughs> um, but I think it's really important to start at least setting intentions around having that same level of accountability with ourselves that we do with others. Because when you think about it, it's kind of ridiculous how we make these commitments to other people and we keep them, you know, especially, I mean, I would imagine the people listening to this podcast, you know, are people that, that, 
do what they say they're going to do when someone else is counting on them. But then when it comes to the deals that we make, the commitments that we make for ourselves, we're so quick to fail on ourselves. So it's not about making yourself wrong, but it's about aiming or striving for a level of self-integrity where you show up for this yourself the way that you would show up for somebody else. Right. Um, and like I said, everyone is a mirror of you. So if you are regularly having the experience that people don't show up for you, I guarantee you it's a reflection of your relationship with yourself, right? You're abandoning yourself. That's really <laughs> a whole other topic, but usually it's abandoning yourself emotionally or with the things that you say. Uh, so I think just, you know, having that as being a goal where it's like, I am committed to the things I say I'm going to do for me. And that doesn't mean I never trip up or I never go back on what I said I was going to do. It means that I'm always working towards that place. And, uh, and really, I mean, again, it's not when people come into my programs and they say, how are you going to hold me accountable? I say, I'm not, <laughs> this is your business. If you're not going to hold yourself accountable, like nobody's like, you're never going to be successful. Um, so instead, you know, obviously I do some coaching around them around, how to like what's in the way from them holding themselves accountable to their goals right um anyway so i think that that's probably the main thing is looking at how would you want somebody else to treat you would you want someone to be saying they were going to do all these things for you and then just bailing out as soon as it got hard no you probably wouldn't be friends with that person so really starting to be your own best friend again as niche as uh, cliche as that sound and starting there Mm -hmm. I love that we put in that perspective. I think about this a lot is, you know, yes, we do a lot of stuff for other people and, and, you know, we're, we're committing to them, whether we set uh, a time to meet up or maybe it's a project, whatever it is, we commit ourselves to them. But when it comes to us, we drop the ball sometimes. And it makes me think of trust, very similar to what you're talking about, which is like, okay, can we put trust within ourselves? And if we had a best friend that, you know, we, kept trying to meet up with them every week and they kept bailing every single week. You're like, whoa, how long is it going to take until you're like, that's not a true friend. Same yeah. thing with ourselves. If we bail exactly. on ourselves every day or every week for whatever activity or project or habit we're trying to build, we're losing trust with ourselves. And yeah. that relationship that we have with ourselves, I don't think we think about that that often. And to, to me, we have almost to selves, if that makes sense. We've got like this unconscious being that's just sort of moving through life. It's like the program that we were running that you were talking about. Yeah. And then we have our true core self, the one that's there. It's always there. It's always, you know, sitting on your shoulder or in your heart or your gut. And it's telling you things, but we don't always listen to it. And how do we bring, how do we bring more of those two selves together so that it's more of one and we can have that intuitive side, uh, but also mesh it with the unconscious brain and sort of reprogramming it so that they're more in alignment with each other. Mm. That makes sense. Well, the reprogram, uh, sorry, the, the subconscious brain is reprogrammed through there's different tactics and people are really into like hypnotherapy these days. And there's, you know, meditative states you can get yourself into where you have direct access to the subconscious. Uh, and all of that is very valid. Um, for me, the easiest way I have found that I can do myself in terms of changing the programming is through, like I said, repetition. And this is just the way that the brain works is that the thoughts that you regularly think it recognizes and says, Oh, Lauren is regularly thinking that she's not good enough, right? That I've moved on from this, but Lauren is regularly thinking that she's not good enough. So if that's the thought that she is 
using and thinking all the time, I'm going to make it really, really easy because I'm not willing to spend extra energy choosing that thought over and over and over. I'm just going to make it a part of her programming. It's the same way our body develops muscles for the movements that we do all the time. If you never develop muscles, every single movement that you made would take three times as much energy, right? So the body literally conditions itself for the things that you regularly do. It's the same with your brain. So the things that you regularly think those are just like information superhighways in your brain. You can literally watch videos of, of this, like the information traveling through these neural pathways in your brain. So when you start choosing different thoughts consciously and you repeat them each day and you repeat a new way of thinking, it starts out as like, there isn't really, there isn't really the neural programming for there. It's for, uh, sorry, not the neural programming there for us to use. And it feels efforting. It feels like, that there was no truth behind that. I don't actually think that I'm beautiful and blah, blah, blah. Um, but the more that you can actually start practicing that, the faster the subconscious mind is going to go, oh, this is a new thought that Lauren's been thinking a lot lately. I'm going to make it easy for her the way that I have the, all the other thoughts, right? So that's why we think it's so hard to break out of you know, our insecurities or our, our self-doubt. Understand that it's not that you are insecure. It's not that you're you know, any of these things that your mind would love you to believe and your ego would love you to believe. It's just that that's a really well-programmed thought. It's really easy for you to think that you don't even have to choose it, but you can choose new thoughts that at the beginning feel like working out a brand new muscle. And over the course of even just a couple of weeks, but beyond that as well, those, those um, thoughts start to take momentum and actually drown out the old thoughts that you're not practicing as much anymore. So that's, you know, I always write down like this next level version of me who feels, all, you know, th this way about herself and is hitting this level of success. What are the types of thoughts and beliefs that she has? And I'll write them down. What is, what does she think about money? What does she think about her offers? What does she think about her value? How confident is she? And I'll literally just write down thoughts and find ways to start practicing those, whether it's affirmations. Um, I have them written down over <laughs> all over my apartment. Um, and then, I mean, I think to add to that, just in terms of what you're saying about bringing those two pieces of you together, understand we'll always have an ego. We have to have an ego, like it's who we are as human beings. So you never completely merge the two. But for me, the more invested I've gotten into my own spirituality, which gets to look however it is that you want it to look, you get to identify with whatever you decide to believe in. I'm not real into like the crystals and stuff. It's just not where I'm at at this point, but I have a lot of like trust in the universe. And the more that I've leaned into that trust and, and, chosen to think thoughts of being taken care of, the more in alignment I've come, become with who I really am. Mm. Trust and acceptance, two really yeah. powerful things. Yeah. yeah. I'm not even going to add anything to that because that was just beautiful and perfect. And I think that's such a good way to round everything out and wrap everything up. And so with that, my final question to you would be if one, just one person that you could speak to who's listening, what would you say to them? Mm -hmm. Understand that you do not need to be, do, or have anything other than what you currently do, who you currently are, in order to create a life you absolutely love. And in fact, the more you embrace who you already are, the more all of that's just going to come in. For me, um, finding success in my business has not been about becoming anything that I wasn't. It's been about removing the pieces that weren't actually me, the beliefs I had inherited from other people or from past experiences, looking at them, letting them go. It's like the more I come into alignment with me, with Lauren, with exactly who I am, not needing to be perfect, not needing to 
you know, get rid of every limiting belief, which is impossible, by the way, don't even bother to try. <laughs> the more that's been that state of being that abundance mindset has come back to me. So what I'd love to you know, tell your audience members is just to work on embracing their true selves, because that is access to everything that you want. So good. So good. It's, it's less about creating your version of yourself and more about chiseling away at what's already there and shaping yourself into what you want to be. So that's beautiful. And where can people connect with you, people who need help in their business and and want to manifest and create that abundant life? How can they find you? um, I do a lot on Instagram. I actually have two different podcasts. One is specifically for entrepreneurs and another is with a friend of mine. And we talk just more general mindset manifestation and self-development. But it all kind of comes together on um, Instagram. I'm at Lauren C. Saunders. And lately I've been doing a lot on Clubhouse. So you guys could find me there as well. On Clubhouse, I'm just Lauren Saunders. uh, But that's where I'm doing a lot of like just these kinds of talks with people and having people come in and ask questions. It just feels like a really fun way to be connecting with people right now. Beautiful. I will link all of those down below so that everybody can go check you out. And definitely uh, I'll have to hop on some of those clubhouse conversations and see what's in there. So that's awesome. Thank you again so much, Lauren. I really appreciate it. This conversation has been fabulous and I can't wait to have more of them with you. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. It was fun. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Letting It All Hang Out. I sincerely hope that you enjoyed it and learned a thing or two. And as always, I know I did. I'd love to hear your thoughts and start a conversation with you. So feel free to send me a voice message right here on Anchor. Or you can send me a message on any of my social media platforms at Haley Kalani. That's H-A-Y-L-E-E-K-A-L-A-N-I. Much love to you all. Until next time, stay well.